What's up, everybody, and welcome into a special episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah, along with Jordan Sherwood. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. You can follow Jordan on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. We've got a special episode, like I mentioned. You've already heard our UFC Fight Night preview, and now we are previewing Bellator 288 taking place at the Wintrust Arena on Friday night. You've got a couple title fights. You've got a million dollars on the line, and in one of those title fights, You've got local kid Corey Anderson going for that title and the million dollars. And to preview it all with us, we have special guest Big John McCarthy. You know him from his days as a UFC referee, and now he's a commentator for Bellator MMA. And John, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. What's it like coming to a city where your title fight with a million dollars on the line has someone from that city in Corey Anderson, a local guy here, fighting out of Chicago for that title and for that million dollars. Yeah, we do have a local guy as far as you have uh, Corey Anderson, who he started off here and he talked about wrestling here and everything, but he's going for not only a title fight, he's going for that million-dollar prize and the uh, light heavyweight Grand Prix title. So he's going for a whole lot. You know, and he's, he's waited his time out. He's done a great job here in Bellator. He had that first fight with Vadim that ended – with a no contest, but he was starting to do well. And I think that, you know, gave him a lot of confidence. So it's a big fight, but there's uh, anything can happen in it. But Dean Nemkoff is just an incredible fighter. So Corey's got to be very careful and not, you know, just thinking that, Oh, you know, I'm just going to run through him. He's going to have to do the same things that he did in that first fight, setting things up, using those counters that he used so beautifully and that wrestling that, tends to give everyone trouble. Can you explain to our fans why it made sense to make this immediate rematch because the first fight ended, you know, uneventfully with the with the head with the XNL headbutt? Yeah, absolutely absolutely. You know, when you take a look at it, you know, this is a tournament where both guys have have done their jobs by going through other fighters and doing it very impressively, both of them. And, you know, you had this great matchup and even though, and I'm going to say it, I think that Corey was starting to you know, take over in the fight, but even though he was starting to take over, that doesn't mean that he was going to win the fight because all it takes is one shot. We've seen that how many times. We just watched, you know, you know Pereira against you know, Adesanya there. And you know, look at, no doubt in my mind, Israel was up 3-1, and look who's the new champion. You know? and so it only takes one in MMA, and that's what makes it so special. But this is a fight where Vadim's the champion. Not, you know, not only is he the guy that's in the finals of the light heavyweight Grand Prix tournament, he's also the guy that's been holding the belt. He's run through everyone. You've got to go and say, hey, that fight ended based upon a foul. There was a cut involved. He couldn't go on. you got to put him right back together as quick as you can. So it took some time based upon location of fighters, getting through with injuries and stuff. But finally it's here, and they should put on another great fight. Yeah, no, I know our fans are looking forward to it. And and just real quick on Nemkov, obviously he came into mixed martial arts with a lot of notoriety under the tutelage of one of the greatest of all time in Fedor or Emelianenko. Based on what you've seen, do you believe he's lived up to the hype that uh, was surrounding him prior to him starting his career? Uh, yeah, there's no, yeah. How can you say that he hasn't lived up to it? The guy is gone, and he's, at this point, undefeated in Bellator. He's run through... Uh, some outstanding fighters. He is just a special guy. I think, you know, one of the things that people don't look at, and they, 
it's not easy being the guy that comes from a different country, having to come over all the way into the United States at times to fight. And then you take a look at, you know, some of the things that were happening in his country when that fight with, you know, Corey took place. There was the start of a war between his country and Ukraine. And he, he lived very close to Ukraine. He's got a lot of friends there. So a lot of things were going on in his mind. I, I'm not too sure that he was the very best Vadim that we've seen in the past. And I think things, you know, he's been here in the States for quite a while now, which is good and bad. You know, it's a blessing and a curse because he's missing his family and everything, but he's been getting training. He's been, he's been training with a bunch of guys over at ATT. You know, I've talked to a bunch of the coaches there and a lot of the fighters and he's been doing fantastic there. So the time that he's been able to spend here in the States, and not be around and not think about some of the things that have been happening, that's been good for him. So the guy's a stud. Let's just be honest. He's good everywhere, but every man, every man walking can be beat. And and Corey Anderson could be the guy that beats Vadim Nemkov here in Bellator. Bellator 288 coming up at the Wintrust Arena this weekend here in Chicago. One man that has not been beaten yet is Usman Nurmagomedov. He's 15-0, and and he is looking for his shot at the title against Patrick Pitbull. Uh, how do you see this fight, and, and will we see a new champion crowned in this one? I'll tell you what, if you're looking at a guy that has all the tools and everything, you know, you look at what he's been doing and how he's, he's gone through people. Usman Nurmagomedov is not, he's not Khabib, and people need to stop as far as comparing them they fight differently yes they, they're they're family but they're different fighters you know Khabib had a very grinding style where you know he would take people down Matt return them to the point where they just couldn't do anything but Usman is a much better stand-up fighter than Khabib ever was and you know he's not the wrestler that Khabib was and so you know there's 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 areas where you look and you say, man, he does that so much better than Khabib. And there's areas where you go, oh, Khabib was way better than him. But he's learning still, you know, and he's getting better. And I, I know that he was in Abu Dhabi with Islam Makashev. That was Islam's main training partner, you know, because they were both getting themselves ready for their championship fights. And we saw, you know, how good Islam came out, how good he looked against Oliveira. And I expect the same thing from Usman. And that he's ready, you know. This is a, this is a guy that has been working on his wrestling to get it to the level of what you know his his cousin and Khabib or Islam can do. And he's already got the stand up, and he's got length, and he's strong, and he's got all these elements. But the one thing you're looking with Pitbull, man, he's got a lot of experience, and he's always got that one element that is the it's the difference maker. He's got power. He can end the fight with one shot. He's been in the grinds before. He knows exactly what he's up against. You know, and he's a veteran fighter. And, you know, he's the guy that, you know, took a long time for him to get that title. And I, I know he doesn't want to just, uh, you know, rest on his laurels with just getting the title. He wants to defend that title. He talked to me about how important it was for him to get a win against Usman. He's watched Usman. He knows where Usman is strong. And he says you're going to see not a different pit bull, but you're going to see a pit bull that has some variations that people that have been watching for the last couple of years haven't seen of him. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing exactly what he's going to bring to this fight. Big John, you talked about the two title fights. Outside of them, is there a fight or fighter you're most interested in commentating on to, on Friday night? Boy, I'll tell you what, there's, there is a couple that are out there. You know, you've got uh, Daniel Weissel is facing a killer and a guy named Tamir uh, his Karev, 
he is just unbelievably good. Um, he's so he comes from Dagestan. Same thing as you know the Nurmagomedov. He's from that whole you know clique. He is you know main training partner is the beat. You know Magomed Sharipov. He is just a stud. This guy is so good. So he's going to be someone to watch. And the other fight, if you're going to look for a fight that's going to be just great, is the opening fight on the main card is Levon Shokli against Roman Feraldo. You know, Roman Feraldo is uh, eight no eight knockouts. The guy's got unbelievable power. He's done some things in the cage already that you know I was amazed by. Called his own shot. Did did the Babe Ruth, where calling the shot, you know, and knocks his opponent out. And uh, that fight should be fantastic. Big John McCarthy joining us here on the Unnamed MMA podcast. Now, obviously, everybody knows that you spent time as a referee for years in uh, the UFC, and there was an issue with some odds and, and gambling a few weeks ago on one of the fights where uh, you know a, a trainer may or may not have placed a, a bunch of bets on on his fighter, and th- there's just basically this whole gambling thing. This seems to happen a lot in combat sports, and as someone who's been on both sides of it in the ring and now commenting out of the ring, what are your views on fighters, trainers, coaches, and even commentators being able to gamble on fights because it's really the only sport. Combat sports are the only sports where this take place. Obviously, we're here on ESPN Radio. We talk about everything from NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. You're not allowed to do that. Like, Pete Rose is not allowed to be in the Hall of Fame, and he's banned from baseball. And, you know, commentators like Joe Buck can't gamble on games that he is calling or the NFL. Where do you think that this kind of gray area falls in with mixed martial arts? You know, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of gray area to it. I, I really look at it and say there has to be, it's, it's almost like that separation of church and state. There has to be a separation somewhere. And there has to be that as a, you know, as a person involved in MMA, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, the referee or the commentator or the corner man or the trainer, you know, it can be the, it can be the journalist, you know, you get information sometimes that can be a difference maker in knowing what's happening with one fighter that's going into a fight with another. And, and those things, you know, you get those, those bits of information or you see things. And, you know, I can tell you right now, there are fights where there was never a doubt in my mind going into the fight, who was going to win the fight. I go in the back and I would talk to the fighters, you know, and do interviews. And I knew, oh, this fight's going to be completely different. And that's information that gamblers would love, but there has to be that point where you say, yeah, and you can't ever be that person that's gambling. You can't give information. You can't do those things because it puts a black eye on the sport. It puts it to where people can look and say, I believe that there is, you know, collusion or, you know, it's corruption going on. And so it takes away from the integrity of the sport. I look at, you know, a lot of people complain about what the UFC did and I do not. I think they're right. I understand why they're doing it. You know, a lot of people are saying they're trying to take money away from a fighter that wants to bet on themselves. No, they're not. They're trying to make sure that the sport stays clean. They're the biggest promotion out there. I understand exactly why they need this done. And look at just what this one fight has done. Look at the controversy and look at what has occurred based upon now there's doubt about was a fighter that went into that cage fighting to their fullest, fighting to their ability. We don't know. And we're, you know, that, that puts a black eye on the sport. Do, do you think that something will change in the prep leading into a fight? Are there going to be more medical scrutiny? Uh, you know, 
doctors in the back? I mean, what? how does it change? I mean, how do you prevent this from, from it happening again, Big John? Well, when you say medical scrutiny, explain to me what you're talking about. Well, what I'm talking about is Derek Minner was basically injured, heading into a fight. and Okay, yeah. and, and, and this is the problem. And this is what people don't seem to understand. And it's we, we ask a lot of our ringside physicians, okay? But a ringside physician is nothing more than a doctor. And that's, I'm not trying to put them down. <laughs> Please right. give me a second to explain. <laughs> but when, we, when you go to the doctor, when I go to the doctor, when my wife goes to the doctor, we go to the doctor and we say, yeah, you know what? I got a problem with my shoulder here. Oh, my knee is hurting here. Oh, I've got this. I've got that. I'm not feeling good. My stomach's upset. Whatever it is. You're giving them information. That's not what a fighter does with a, with a ringside physician that's doing a physical or a medical you know, check on them. They're doing everything they can. Think about Michael Bisping hiding the fact that he can't see out of his eye. Right. All right. They're doing everything they can to throw that doctor off. So it's not an easy thing to find. Sometimes they do. I have seen them find things on the fighter and say, oh, you got a problem here. And all of a sudden they're moving things in a certain way. And the fighters, they're trying to put on a very stoic face, but you can see they're in pain. And so it's not, you know, it's not the same as finding something out from the average person with a doctor going to them. Mm-hmm. The doctors, you know, that are uh, covering the sport of MMA, boxing, they're in a tough position because the fighter needs to get into the fight to get paid. That's what they're thinking about. I want to get paid. And the doctor is there to try to make sure that they're healthy enough to get in there. To find every injury that they have or anything is not an easy thing for anyone to do. So is the solution then to just do what other sports do and just say, hey, if you're involved with the sport, you're not allowed to gamble on it? Absolutely. Okay. I think that, you know, if you're looking at it, you're going to say, hey, how do you – how do you make it so everyone knows, hey, here's the line. I'm going to draw a line in the sand. And that is the simple fact of if you are involved in this sport in any fashion and I find out that you are gambling on it in any way through, through another person, you are banned. You are, you are abolished from it because all that can happen from it is bad things. It can bring down a sport that, you know what, we're clean. we got a lot of great things going on. You know, and they, there's always going to be controversies and things like that, you know, between one promotion or another or one fighter and another. Yeah, that's good stuff. But when you talk about people possibly cheating, it's never going to look good. Well, I've officially retired from MMA because I want to bet on it. So I'm, I'm officially <laughs> never, never going to walk into the cage for the first there time. You go. John, thanks a lot for your time. We appreciate it. Make sure you check out Bellator 288 at uh, the Wintrust Arena this weekend, Friday night at the Wintrust Arena here in Chicago. It's going to be great. you got two title fights. you got a million dollars on the line here. It should be a great event. Thanks again, John. We appreciate it. Thank you much for having me, guys. Appreciate it.